Welcome to episode 13 of the Of Sound Body and Mind podcast with the Bowen Center and Mental Health America of Northeast Indiana. I'm Brooklyn Beatty, heard weekday mornings on 97.3 WMEE with special guest Wayne Peterson Steffen, Director of Addiction Recovery Services at the Bowen Center. And before we dive into today's topic, just want to remind you that if you have any questions about today's topic or want to learn more, you can text the word Bowen, that's B O W E N, to 46862. You can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WMEE.com. But Wayne peterson Stefan is here once again. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And today's topic is a big one. It's men's mental health. And just right off the top, it's a fact that men don't talk about their mental health, choosing instead to suffer in silence. And why do you think that is? Um, I think primarily it's a cultural thing, right? Um, in our culture, men have generally been conditioned by society to avoid being vulnerable. There's this sense that we need to present as strong and not show weakness because weakness can be exploited. So um, what tends to happen with men and mental health and even honestly physical health, right, is it just kind of gets covered up Mm -hmm. and we try and mask it so that we can be the strong ones. Um, But the thing with that is when we do that, um, really it opens ourselves up to more vulnerability because when things go unaddressed, right, we know that complications build up. Um, And then that kind of keeps the power of whatever that struggle you might be going through, whether that's depression or anxiety, um, that's going to continue to maintain power over you until you really address it. Well, males are also more likely to die by suicide than women, too. So how can we break that stigma, especially with the men, and change the way we think about mental health care? So I do want to note that while men are more likely to die by suicide, um, kind of an interesting fact is that women are more likely to attempt suicide. Mm. And so the key difference there is that men often will find choose um, more lethal or violent means of suicide than women. And again, I think this goes back to those cultural expectations. Men are conditioned more toward expressing ourselves through acts of aggression or anger or violence, um, whereas women are generally conditioned to be you know, more reserved and and kind of thoughtful and um, more quiet, so to speak. And so thankfully, cultures are changing, right? Right. We're breaking out of those, which is good. Um, Women are also generally more relationally focused. um, So those protective factors involving key relationships um, tend to resonate more with them than they do with men. So I think from a perspective of breaking that stigma, it's really important that when we talk about suicide prevention, um, that we're ensuring that we focus on what we call access to lethal means, especially when we're talking with men. Um, You know, do you have firearms in the home? What is that plan? And I know people get scared. um, And I think some of the stigma around suicide is we don't want to talk about it, right? Because it'll plant a seed or it might um, cause someone to act on that. But research has shown that's not the case at Mm -hmm. all. We really do need to be open and talk about it and ask those important questions about if someone is saying that they feel this way, they don't want to wake up or they don't want to be here anymore. Okay, do you have a plan? What does that look like? And then um, how can we start normalizing um protecting people from that and making sure we have those key conversations. Well, when it comes to what all of this stems from, what are some of the common mental health problems that men face? Um, I mean, a lot of common mental health problems that men face um, is 
it's honestly we see it kind of the same men and women but certainly um, major depressive disorder anxiety disorders tend to be the most prevalent mental health struggles um, however I think that a lot of people instinctively think that men suffer more from issues related to anger or anger control um, but I really want to challenge people when we're talking about men and mental health to think of anger as what we call like a secondary emotion. So typically what that means is that the anger is really masking another emotion beneath it. So mm -hmm. men may be struggling with anxiety. They may be struggling with feelings of depression. But because, again, culturally, we tend not to know exactly how to manage or navigate feelings of depression or express anxiety, um, that comes out in anger. Um, and so I think that part of what we need to do then is just remind ourselves of that. And so when we see that expression in men, uh, we want to make sure we're asking more questions. And for men who may be listening to asking yourself, you know, when I'm feeling angry or upset, what is there something underneath that? And maybe it is this just sense of depression or hopelessness or anxiety that's just really overwhelming me that's kind of setting me off. And what about addiction is substance use more common in men than women so we do find that substance use does have higher rates in men than in women generally but it's not super significant um, it's a pretty even split um, but what we do see and this is similar to what we just talked about with uh, suicide is that uh, overdose rates are much higher um, generally in men than in women and so we often see men self-medicating um, untreated mental health concerns with substances or even, again, physical health-wise with pain, right? I'm just going to use a substance to push through. Mm -hmm. right? We get a lot of that narrative with men is we just have to push through physical or mental um, issues. And so substance use then becomes a significant uh, part of how men opt to deal with that rather than addressing the issues um, at this at the baseline i think we touched on this a little bit but when it comes to signs of mental health breakdown how do they look different between men and women what are the signs that stand out for men specifically sure so th while there are lots of similarities like we did talk about with that expression of anger um, generally anger and aggression is one of those signs um, along with substance use like we just said men mm -hmm. tend to try and escape or numb their emotions especially and so you might see that in them overworking or maybe spending a ton of time going to the gym or getting lost in video games right things that help them detach or distract from what they're feeling um, because we haven't always been given the opportunity um, to really know how do we address these feelings and emotions and how do I connect with those and, and work through uh, my mental health struggles. Well, something we haven't touched on yet is social groups, people you hang out with outside of work or your home. And how do social groups affect men's emotional health? I mean, social connection is so critical for all of us. And I think we've certainly learned that coming through um, COVID-19 and how that impacted us. Um, but who we surround ourselves with is critical for our mental health. And I think for men especially, um, finding that social connection that does allow for vulnerability and openness. I think a lot of times um, men, when they get together, they have their social connections. Things are, again, kept at a surface level, um, and they don't always go to that place of vulnerability. They don't want to open themselves up 
because there's that fear of judgment. Like we said, there's stigma around that, especially with men. And so I think it is critical that for men, if you have social connections, at least having one person uh, that you can be really vulnerable with and that can kind of see those, those weaknesses, those perceived weaknesses that you might have or those struggles that you're having with your mental health and have honest conversations about that and how you're feeling. Now, say someone's listening to this right now and they're thinking, this kind of sounds like me. What are some signs that your mental health is fragile and maybe you should be seeking professional help? Absolutely. So, I mean, first of all, I want to say that you don't have to and you shouldn't really wait until things get bad to get professional help. I think sometimes there's just that stigma, too, that we have to reach a certain level of brokenness to reach out for help. Um, But the best thing that people can really do is get that help before things get close to that breaking point. However, if you do notice yourself having some of uh, the symptoms, such as, you know, more days out of the week than not, and that's kind of what you want to do. You want to look at not just in this moment or one day, but looking maybe at a week's time frame or a couple weeks, more days um, than not, am I, you know, feeling a certain way as far as am I feeling down and hopeless more days than not? Do I feel like I just don't want to wake up? I don't have the energy to do Um, what I want to do. Maybe I'm neglecting things like showering. I find myself with a loss of appetite. You might be sleeping too much or sleeping not enough, or you just have those intrusive thoughts that are constantly playing in your head that you can't seem to escape from. When you're starting to see those consistently, um, those are things that definitely you want to reach out and um, make an appointment with a professional and see if there's uh, something we can do to help alleviate those things and get you feeling better. Now, maybe this isn't affecting you personally, but you know someone in your life that's a man that's struggling. How can you convince them that they need help? Maybe they're a little resistant to it. Sure. And I think the important thing is to remember that um, we don't want to push too much, right? Um, Oftentimes when we push people, the first response is to get kind of defensive and get guarded. And so we don't really want that to be the case. And so, you know, you might mention that they're struggling with something um, and even bring up like, hey, did you have you ever talked with your doctor about this? Because there is a certain stigma, even just with going to a mental health professional. But doctors can be that first point of contact. And we go to doctors for all kinds of things. And so maybe they're more comfortable with that. Or you may have a person who you might say, how about virtual therapy? For some people, again, going into that appointment um, might feel like stigmatizing. But if I can do it from the safety of my home and the privacy of my home and talk about it with someone, um, bringing up those options and just letting them know, like, if you need help, um, I'm more than happy to look into options and help you get connected to that service. Um, But it really does need to be, you know, when they're ready. We don't want to push them too hard or too much because then people tend to just get defensive and and move away from it rather than moving toward it. Well, do you have any advice for men that just want to take good care of their body and mind, some steps they can take? Yeah, I think the first thing, the most important thing to remember is we need to just break from this mindset of pushing through pain um, and really start telling ourselves we need to address it. Um, Pushing through pain, whether it's physical pain or mental pain, is just going to lead to more issues um, with your mind and your body long term, right? If we don't address things, they fester, they grow, they get worse. Um, So if you want to stay strong and healthy, you need to confront those issues, address them, get the proper treatment. 
Um, and importantly, too, is to remember that that body and mind, those things go together. Mm-hmm. So if you're having physical health concerns, if you're having physical pain, that's going to impact your mental wellness. So make sure you're talking to your doctor about that. Same thing. If you have anxiety, um, if you have depression, that impacts your physical health and wellness as far as gastrointestinal issues, certainly heart rate, blood pressure, all of those things. And so it's important to understand that it all works together. And so make sure that you're communicating that. Make sure that you are getting exercise. Um, And exercise looks different for everyone, right? But that is so helpful. Just get outside, have some movement. You can practice deep breathing is really simple process where you're just focusing on your breathing um, and just kind of attuning to where is my body at? Where is my mind at? What kind of thoughts am I having? But especially just noticing that our bodies and our minds, they work together um, and making sure that we are getting that help addressing those issues and not just trying to push through the pain. Well, once again, we're speaking with Wayne Peterson Stefan, Director of Addiction Recovery Services, about men's mental health today. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would love to mention before the end of this episode? No, I think, like I said, the biggest thing is just I hope that we can start normalizing for men that we need to address our issues, we need to find that healing, and that it's okay, right? That it's not a sign of of weakness and that long-term it's going to be the best thing for you and your loved ones if we are really addressing our physical and mental health issues. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. If you have any questions about today's topic or once again want to learn more, you can always text the word Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, to 46862, or you can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WME.com.